This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Thursday, October the 27th, 2016. Well, hey, good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. Brought to you on a Thursday, October the 27th. What I like to call day four of a hostage situation. You're almost there. The weekend's almost here. Thank you for joining us. My name's Homer Lopez. As I said, this is the Patriot Radio News Hour. What do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver. It's as easy as giving us a call at 1-800-951-0592. The lovely Sarah is here today to answer your calls, answer any questions you have, walk you through your orders. And that young lady with her is Arlene, if she answers the phone. She's a newbie to the team. We also welcome her on this. This show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group and its CEO, the man who does all the research, the money behind the show, it's his opinion. You have one, too. It just doesn't count on this show. His name's Joe Jaquin. Dude, how are you today? Hey, happy Thursday. It's Thursday. We're one almost there, day. man. One more day. One more day, folks. You're almost there. The light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, uh, just welcome. To, uh, great to have Arlene on board. Everyone be nice to her. And you know what? We've had customers that have been with us for so long. Just tell her what to do. That's tell exactly her it. how to do it. That's, when I came on board, that's people, how we did it with you. I'm like, don't worry, the customers will tell you what to tell do. Tell you what to do. How much? <laughs> how much are those gold pieces? <laughs> no, that's wrong, Homer. That's no, wrong. Exactly. Exactly. So just, just help her out. Uh, she's a great addition to the team. She's really actually going to allow us to to provide better service to all of you. We'll actually have somebody here at the office for longer because you know Fridays, Homer and I, we hate working. I mean, we do. There's no doubting that. Right? Especially in the summer. Like, if, if it's, like, past 1 o'clock on a Friday and we're still here, something's wrong. Uh, but now we'll have Arlene and and uh, Wendy and Sarah, so we'll be able to to be here and answer any of your questions, take your calls, take your orders. And also, uh, the first thing we did, we started teaching her how to ship. That's a good thing. Right, that's the first thing we did. So hopefully uh, it'll allow us to get everything out even faster. More efficient, there faster, you go. right into your mailbox, right into your hand, because it's what we do. It is what we do. And and I know I've been promising our new shopping cart. We're so close. The credit card piece, where we tested it, it works. We're just, we're still having... One more turn of the crank, and we'll have the PayPal thing working. And then as soon as that's ready, it, it'll be live. So fingers crossed, hopefully by this time Monday, I'll be like, have you seen it? Have you seen our new online features? I think you're going to love it. Uh, of course, that's at allamericangold.com. Don't forget the podcast, right? Follow us. Follow us on, on uh, SoundCloud. And then you'll just get an email every day. When Ramon gets the podcast up, it'll just boom right in your inbox, and you can go out and listen to it whenever you want. Uh, you can do that at the website as well. Uh, and I want to tell you, we had a great couple in here yesterday, Dave and Kimberly. They were signing up for the medals program, and they had their, their nine-year-old daughter, and we handed her her first Silver Eagle. I'm corrupting the minds of children one silver eagle at a time. You're quite the influence. You yeah. are. You are. You're quite the influence. And she was happy to take that. Yeah, and you know what, though? Here's the part that, that really 
I thought was special about it is while I was sitting there uh, talking to her parents and going through the program and, all, and answering all of their questions, she wrote me a thank you note. You know, and it's still, you know what, there are still a lot of good parenting going on out there, and, and I was just super impressed. I was just like, you know, it just it touched my heart a little bit to see that uh, some people still know how uh, things should be done in this country, and this is the way we've operated this this company for 21 years. We treat you all with honesty and respect. Uh, we don't play any of the games that all of our competitors play. And the funny thing is, is we seem to do a lot more business than them. To, you know, it's the right way to do business. And that's just straightforward honesty. And we got a great show lined up for you. We had existing home sales come out today. Articles uh, on durable goods as well. We'll, well. we'll give you the recaps of those. And then, not you know what, all the major publications today, because they're all pretty much owned by two or three people, all running the same article talking about the lack of government spending and, and how all the cities and the states are broke. And then, uh, get ready, Homer was filling out his ballot this morning, the early balloting. Uh, if, if those of you got, you know, are registered and you have your early ballots, get it done. Get it over with. You don't want to wait in line. It's like pulling off a Band-Aid. Just it, rip it off. And in Arizona, I guess we only had two initiatives. Uh, uh, Prop 205, which is uh, higher wages and Prop... Oh, no, no, no. That's the marijuana. That's the marijuana thing. And Listen, 206 when, is higher wages. Higher wages is in 206. Marijuana, 205. And I told you, you know, when, when this marijuana thing started, you know, five, six, seven years ago, once the states get broke enough, they'll legalize it. I just called to say hi. <laughs> <laughs> so ask Colorado about it. They, I guess right, they're the leaders in that, right? Well, and it's proven to be a money maker for the state. It's been proven to. Uh, I, I hear this. It's been proven to reduce reduce DUIs. But the spending <laughs> at the convenience stores for Doritos. And yeah, but how did Hostess ever go out of business? How did they ever go out of business? It's beyond me. I need a Twinkie stat. That's, that's your Proposition 205. <laughs> proposition 205. So those are the ones. Make sure you vote. Uh, we're actually going to cover, you know what, so California, and remember they passed that huge tax increase. They called it the temporary tax increase. They're getting ready to take the temporary off. Everybody's voting for that in their election. The state of Maine now apparently thinks they're California. They're actually now going to raise taxes, state taxes in Maine, to the second highest in the country. I guess they're going to be just right behind California. Where are your tax dollars going to go? How is anybody going to spend any money? Does anyone even have any money left? Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Have you gotten your money out yet? You know, it's so funny because uh, I had a really good customer. She was calling me yesterday, and she just asked me, Joe, am I stupid for taking my money? And she had a, she had some in the money market and a mutual fund. Am I stupid for doing that? And she goes, because, you know, some of the people I'm talking to are trying to tell me that I am. Uh, here, here's something that may all make all of you feel a little better because I've been telling you about the regulations that are coming and they're all due 
to try to prevent you from getting to your money. What's funny is and, your and, money's going to cost you money. Your money's going to cost you money. A, this is out of CNBC again. Now, for those of you that don't know what, who or what CNBC is, that's the stock channel. All of you direct TV people, that's channel 355. It's stock market 24 hours a day. A soon-to-come rule. See, and I guess here they use the word rule because, like I said, they don't have to go to Congress. This isn't a, a government law. The stock market is regulated, like we talked yesterday, by the SEC, and they use rules. A soon-to-come rule for financial advisors is driving even more money out of mutual funds than what they were already losing. Last week, equity mutual funds hemorrhaged over $16 billion dollars. That was just in five days. $16 billion. The greatest outpouring of mutual fund money in years, according to the Investment Company Institute. They say the outflows highlight an important trend that has been gaining momentum from, for some time now and is being accelerated by two primary drivers, according to Chris Johnson at RBC Capital Markets, actively managed, now actively managed, just so you know, comprises, I think, almost 90% of all the mutual fund industry. And actively managed, what you need to know about actively managed, that means higher fees. Actively managed is a code word for higher fees. It's like, uh, you know, we tell you when the Federal Reserve says inflation, that really means what devaluation of your money. So actively managed, replace that with higher fees, actively managed traditional equity mutual funds. They are underperforming on average. And I will tell you, I have gotten so many phone calls since I've been talking about this. And these people are, are they're on the phone and they're telling me, I'm getting killed in my mutual, I'm getting hammered. They're saying the stocks are at all-time highs, yet every time I get my statement, I've lost more money. And now according to CNBC, they are actually underperforming the stock market. And the stock market's only up a few percent this year anyway. They're underperforming the much lower cost products, right? The, the few of you, there's only a few. Right, you got to really look around to find a, a mutual fund that isn't actively managed. And then, of course, they said that's problem number one. Right, people don't like it when they lose money. Yet, when they turn on CNBC, they tell you how great the stock market is. That tends to upset people. The second one, and he's probably got them reversed because this is probably the first one. The approaching implementation of the fiduciary rule is putting a spotlight on fees. In other words, this is the rule. Now, they're trying to tell you, see, we're, we're from the government, and we love you people, and it's just not right that they're charging you 2% or more of your money every single year. And we're here to help you. 
And, and we put in this rule now that's going to try to prevent this. Right? That's the sell job. Right? That's like the president coming out and telling us how Obamacare was going to save us money. Right? How it was going to reduce the national debt. How you're going to be able to keep your doctor and all that other stuff. This is the same thing. Oh, this is going to save you money. Right? This is going to get you lower fees. What it really is going to do is going to force out a lot of the competition because they're going to close up shop, right? Consolidate even more money in these too big to fail companies. That's number one. Then number two, see what they don't do is they don't tell you about the second rule they implemented. See, as soon as we get this one passed, then we're going to follow that up with the rule that we've been talking about, which is, hey, whenever we want, we're going to allow, uh, we're going to prevent you from actually taking your money out. See, we're from the government. We're here to help you. This is all for you. It says that the uh, the Labor Department, which oversees retirement plans, is set to implement a new rule in April of 2017. So I didn't know, you know, I just learned something new. The Labor Department can write rules too, right? Your congressman doesn't have to vote for it. You certainly don't get a say in it. I guess the one great thing is we won't have to listen to the president coming out and telling us what a great rule it is. It says that it requires broker-dealers and financial advisors to provide advice that is actually in the best interest of the customer. (laughs) See, apparently... In the 70s, and the 80s, and the 90s, and the 2000s, the government knew they were providing you bad advice, but didn't care. But now, all of a sudden, you know what? We, we got to put a stop to this. I mean, really, I mean, I guess, just like in our industry, right? There's a lot of gold and silver dealers, and there's a few of us that are, are, are really good at what we do. And then there's a few that are what? You know, they're scumbags. They're going to rip you off. They're going to try to separate you from your money. Same thing here. You don't know. Right? They make sure that you don't understand what it is. It's amazing how many people call me and then they try to tell me about their, whether it's their IRA or their 401K, their mutual fund, their money market fund. They have no idea. Well, I don't really know. I just... You know, the guy told me to do this and and that, and so that's what I did. I I, I don't know. All I know is every time I get a statement, I got less money. It may be, it may seem surprising that it always, this wasn't always the case. (laughs) Yeah, I'm shocked. Shocking, right, that the advisors did did not do what was best for their clients. The White House Council of Economic Advisors said conflict of interest by many investment advisors leads to $17 billion in lost income every year for all of us hardworking Americans. And this is really where what happens is these companies got their own stuff, right? 
because they're out there, they're issuing all this debt, right, and they're securitizing it into their CDOs and their SIVs and whatever other acronyms they want to give it. And then they go to their guys and say, okay, listen, we got to get rid of, we got to get this crap off of our books, right? We bundle it up. Now you go sell it, right? You go sell it. And let me tell you right now, they do the old Wells Fargo thing, right? Hey, we got a quota here. How much of the? Hey, you better get that number up. What do you mean it's bad deal? This is great stuff. This is junk-rated debt we're selling these people. What are you talking about? You want that bonus check, don't you? Get it done. And that's what happens. When they come out and they tell you what a great what a great thing it is and how great it's going to be, and they'll tell you stories, it's going to outperform the market. Right? It's got the potential to do three, four, five times the market. Of course, more than likely, it's actually going to what? It's going to underperform. In anticipation of the new rule, BlackRock, Right? They're like the largest in the world, right? Another one of these way too big companies. And some other firms have already cut fees on ETFs in an attempt to make their products more appealing. And it says that the outflows are moving faster and faster. Because here's the real simple truth to it all. They didn't write these rules for you. Right? They're, they're, they're writing these rules to prepare for what's next, right? We're getting ready to go to the digital currencies. They got to consolidate all of these players. They got to get all the little guys out, right? And then they 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 take that rule and they only talk about this rule. And, and you know, you read the whole thing and it's a, and they talk about, hey, here's all the nice stuff about you. Look, BlackRock lowered the fee. Well, bless their heart. Now, if you want to invest with BlackRock, well, it better have at least. It, what, at least five zeros? At least. At least five zeros? So they really didn't do it for you. You poor people out there that only got three or four zeros in your retirement account, you don't need to apply. Thanks, but no, they were a little busy. And then they, they say that the new Labor Department rule is also affecting how major wealth managers do business. Bank of, Mer- Bank of America Merrill Lynch is eliminating its commission-based retirement account, right? That's the same. That was the program I was just describing to you. Hey, go sell this stuff. Right? I, we know it's crap, but they don't know. Right? Go sell it, and we'll give you a commission. Right? That's the old Wells Fargo, right? Hey, you got to hit your number so you can get your commission check. Same thing. Right? And like I said, if you thought Wells Fargo was the are you kidding me? They just are the ones that got caught. Right? They're just the ones that got caught doing it. Uh, but, but what they don't do in this article, they don't tell you about the other rule. That's also going to go into effect by April of next year, which is the rule that says, oh, by the way, if things start to get bad and too many of you start taking your money out, like right now the outflow last week was only $16 billion. What happens when it's $160 billion? $500 billion. What if it's a trillion? They can't afford that. Wall Street won't. Wall Street won't open on Monday. Well, don't worry. We got a rule for that now. Yeah, you can't take that out today. But tell you what, why don't you call me back next week? We'll let you know.
We'll get back to you. Because we wrote this rule to protect you. See, because we had to charge a lower fee, and because we had to charge a lower fee, you can't take out your money. So when you sit there and, and you are trying to understand what it is, where your money is, you better start paying attention. Because I'm going to tell you, the money that's been pouring out of there, that's the big money. They're hoping that Joe Schmuckatelli has no idea what's happening. Right? In his statement, there's going to be a bunch of super fine print that you literally will need a magnifying glass to read on the back side that tells you about this rule. How many people read that? How many times have you read the, the small print on the back of your credit card bill? Uh, you might as well ask me to read the uh, right. service agreement for uh, my Apple right. iPhone, because that, that ain't happening. Right. That's how you're going to realize. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's never going to happen. I'm Where do I sign? That. Sign here, sign here. Right? When you open up a bank account at the bank, that's how that goes, right? What? what? You've got that little, uh, I don't know, digital signature thing. Oh, yeah. And they sign here, sign here, sign here, accept, accept, initial, accept, initial, sign. What did in perpetuity mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't worry about that. Don't worry about sign this. Sign. You have no idea what you signed. And of course, what you signed is, hey, the, the, once I give you this, that's really not my money, and, I, and I've got to go by your rules. Patriot Radio News Hour, halftime. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Eagle Forum, the conservative pro-family movement launched by Mrs. Schlafly and supporting the Constitution, traditional education, and American sovereignty since 1972. Now from the Eagle Forum studios, here's Ryan Haidt. In August, a Texas judge struck down the federal bathroom mandate for schools. This ruling came too late, however, for the Albuquerque, New Mexico school district. Officials had already distributed a procedural directive requiring its 139 public schools to allow their 95,000 students to live in their preferred gender identity. For example, a male child who identifies as a female could choose a new name and clothing style and would be addressed or referred to as she. The child would also be allowed to play on girls' sports teams and use the girls' toilet, shower, and locker facilities. When the district policy filtered down to individual schools, the principal of Carlos Ray Elementary School delivered a presentation to explain what the district's procedural directive really meant. Her presentation was filled with the most extreme interpretation of what is called academic gender theory, including the statement that biological sex must be seen as a spectrum or range of possibilities rather than a binary set of only two options. Anyone with a child knows that children learn about the world through binary options, up or down, hot or cold, boy or girl. But the radical feminists have propagated the idea that we have to get rid of the gender binary, along with the expectations of distinct roles for men and women. In other words, the principal's presentation continued, our students at Carlos Ray will be collectively addressed as students, coyotes, engineers, scientists, mathematicians, etc., no longer will it be acceptable to call our students boys and girls. When this new paradigm shift was reported in the local news media, it caused an uproar that forced school officials into damage control. District administrators claimed it was a simple misunderstanding blown out of proportion, but the reality is they have no plans to rescind the procedural directive.
What happened in Albuquerque shows that many school officials are only too eager to enforce the transgender fad, regardless of a federal court ruling. Check your local school to see if they're confused about whether boys should be allowed in girls' restrooms and showers. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Parents, it's important for the sake of your kids that you keep up with the latest trends in education. That's why we publish the Education Reporter. Write Eagle Forum Radio, Alton, Illinois, 62002 for your free copy. That's Eagle Forum Radio, Alton, Illinois, 62002. Or go online to eagleforum.org. And join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour. Double J in the love. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. You want to know how bad of a deal this quote-unquote lower-fee mutual fund thing is? Because, let's face it, if that was really true, right, wouldn't the headline be, Record inflows into mutual funds. You would think so. Right? Would, hey, we're going to save money. Let's go put our money there. Instead, the headline is record outflow. And they said it's only gaining momentum. This is what I'm telling you. They, we, we've allowed for way too much regulation and control, but this is what they need to do every time as it starts slipping through their fingers. Right? The Federal Reserve has lost control. Let's face it, we know Wall Street. It's just a Ponzi scheme now. It's all propped up by the central banks and, and free money and no negative rates, zero rates, st- sh- stock buyback. There's no real growth. And now you start, you know, as we get to election season, the, uh, the state taxathon. Talks that uh, the state of California, by the way, they have the highest state tax in the country, right? So the high earners in California, you got to pay your federal tax, which is like I think now thirty nine percent for the top tier. Then California got to add another thirteen percent, right? So could you imagine giving over fifty percent of your income to the government? And now the state they have. Proposition 13 on the ballot, it has at least three more tax hikes on the ballot this year. In addition, the the tax hike that they put into place in California, that was supposed to be temporary. In addition to three more tax hikes, they want to extend this temporary hike all the way out just for a little while. You know, uh, you know, how about if we just go to, say, I don't know, uh, how about 2030? Yeah, well, maybe we can stop uh, taxing you so much in 2030. But California is not alone. The state of Maine, following California's leftward lead, right, this is the, the lead where, you know what, you take money from somebody who has success and give it to people that don't, has an initiative to impose a 3% it's just, they're just calling it, they're not calling it a tax hike because that doesn't sound good. It's just a surcharge. No, not a tax yeah, hike? You know, when you buy stuff like a ticket from Ticketmaster, they throw a surcharge on them. That's what they're doing. It's just a surcharge. But it's just three points, right? 
it's not a big deal. It's not like there's, you know, 10 or 20. It's just three more points. It's What's three just, points? Is it kind of like a filing fee? Yes. <laughs> there's just so many fees out there. There's a customer service fee, a filing fee. Now there's a surcharge. Yeah, a little surcharge. Any household. And this was a very important distinction now. Any household with income over 200000 So now it's not even 250000 Now you're down to 200000 And that is, doesn't matter if you're an individual or if you're filing jointly anything over 200000 in Maine. They want another 3%. Uh, Maine uh, would lay claim to the second highest individual tax rate in the country. So Maine would only be, they'd be right at, I think, just below 50%. After you take federal and state. So just below, let's call it 49% of your tax dollars in Maine if you make over 200000 Then there's Oregon. Labor groups want a 2.5% gross tax receipt. Gross tax, this is a business tax. Gross tax receipt of any business doing at least $25 million. They'd like an extra, don't worry, just a surcharge. Just a 2.5% surcharge in Maine. Oklahoma, or I'm sorry, Oregon. Oklahoma, the teachers union backing a constitutional amendment this time to raise the state sales tax by one percentage point to 5.5%. And then, of course, you know, you got the, your city tax and all of that. So, you know, it doesn't say, oh, it said that the Sooner Nation would then be paying the second highest state and local sales tax in the country at 9.85%. By the way, Louisiana leads the nation at 9.98%. Do you see what's happening? Little by little, everybody's got their hand out, and everyone wants to, you know, they just want to take a little bit. Washington State wants you to approve a tax referendum uh, putting climate change scientists against environmentalists, a carbon tax. It would start out at 15, uh, 15 bucks per ton, which would be uh, 15 cents, by the way, for a gallon of gas. So add another 15 cents to the gas pump. And, uh, and uh, to rise with inflation to $100 a ton. What is that? If $15 is 15 cents, then a hundred got to be what? It's got to be a dollar a gallon tax. You're getting hit on all sides here. I mean, and these are just a few. And this is happening everywhere. And here's what's funny. So, so you got all that. Then you've got this. States are scrambling to fill budget shortfalls. We, we, but everything's great. They're cutting spending on things like raises for workers. I wonder, uh, Arizona wants to raise the minimum wage. They want to go, uh, what, to 12 bucks by 2020? I wonder how much that's going to cost the, them to have to pay their government workers. Yeah, the first hit would be on January, uh, in January, uh, it would go to 10, and then two years later to the 
two I years. Said, like, to, 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 to 12. To, to 12. I'm sorry, 2020. You're 2020. right. 2020. Okay, 2020. You're right. And even then, 2020, 12 bucks. Right? I mean, you'd be scraping by. It says that uh, raising no, no raises for workers. They're, they're funding uh, education and parks as revenues are tumbling to slug, in the sluggish economy. Total state government payrolls have stagnated this year and actually fell by 4,000 in September from a year ago. Wow. I, I, I view that as a positive thing. But there's only 4,000 less government workers than a year ago. Can't be that bad of a situation. It says that uh, the Commerce Department this week is expected to report an acceleration of the U.S. economy in the third quarter, right? Third quarter GDP. But almost none of it is coming from state and local government. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-919-3776. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. And I'm going to share with you some data that just points out, really, the recovery is doesn't exist. Right? With the, all the Federal Reserve and all the lies and the half-truths that they like to tell, all these seasonally adjusted data points, let me give you some real numbers. City and county governments rely largely on property tax revenue, which has climbed along with home values in recent years. States, by contrast, draw 43% of their income from personal income tax, right? So you got to have a job. You got to get a paycheck. You got to pay income tax. You got to make enough money to actually pay income tax. They get 31% of their money from the sales tax. So when you go and you buy stuff at the store, uh, one of the great things about uh, Arizona, we don't charge sales tax on precious metals. So no matter where you're calling from, uh, when you do business with us, there is no tax. So you're looking at about, what, 74% of their money comes from just those two things. 64% of the states, okay, so let's, let's just say, you know, two out of every three states, fell short of their projected sales tax collections last month. For the seven-year recovery the number was only 42%. Yeah, 42%. Now it's jumped to 64%. So during the economic recovery, the average was about one in two, right? One out of every two states fell short. Now it's up to two out of every three. It said that uh, 47% of states took in less than anticipated in personal income tax withheld by employers. That number jumped from 40%. Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe said that his state faces a $1.5 billion shortfall. 
and they are they're partially going to to close that. Well, part, boy, it is partially. They're going to save one hundred twenty-five million dollars by not giving raises to teachers and state workers. Well, somebody's got to pay for it. Well, I, you would think that would. Yet there's not going to be a cost of living. Right, right, right. Well, well, they need another. They got to find fourteen more of those to get to where they need to be. Other states, including Massachusetts, New Mexico, Mississippi, Missouri, grappling with similar problems. It says that fiscal 2017 began began July 1st for most states. Yeah, 46 states. Their fiscal year starts July 1st. Federal government fiscal year 2017 started on uh, October 1st. Just in case those of you that didn't know it, it said that the budget crunches began. According to this, is by the way, was USA Today. Not shocking here. By the way, they began, they said, in 2016. So in one year, Virginia said, hey, everything's good. Uh, no raises for anybody. And oh, by the way, uh, if we can find 14 more savings like that, we won't have a shortfall. It says that state tax revenue. Okay, this is a fact number. right? You can't seasonally adjust it. State tax revenue fell 2.1%. What does that mean? Quite simply, it means less people were working. Or people were working, but at a job that just paid them a lot less. Down 2.1% from a year earlier, according to the latest numbers. State spending, in turn, has risen. By two and a half percent. I can't figure out why we got a shortfall. Taxes, tax revenue fell 2.1%. Our spending went up two and a half percent. I can't understand it. And now you start to understand why all these states want what? Uh, how about a surcharge? I just get this. How about an increase in the sales tax? How about legalized marijuana? I just don't right? like what I'm hearing about where, you know, some of this money's going to come from as far as well, the teachers, I'm gonna, right? I'm going to tell you where it's going to come That's from. That's disappointing. It's going to come from your money markets, your mutual funds, your 401ks, and your IRAs. I'm telling you, that's where it's coming from. They got a bunch of rules in place to make sure that that happens. Because what do these states and counties and cities, what do they do when they don't have money? They issue bonds. They issue bonds. That's what they do. And this is why you're seeing a mass exodus out of the mutual fund. So when you're sitting there and you're deciding whether or not you need to call the Patriot Trading Group, I hope that helps. Today's special, and it's a good one. It's so good. You know, last week I told you my brother, he's a lieutenant colonel. My brother, I told you, was ready to start investing. I went from the crazy brother, the whack job brother, to the brother that makes a whole lot of sense. Man, I better start listening to him. Right, right, right. That does make sense. I put him in this special today. This is the one that I put in. You know, and he said he wanted to do about 15 grand. I feel comfortable sharing that with you. This is what I put him in today. Now we've got about another 20 or 25, there's 25 of it left and then I'm out of it. I've got 25 $20 gold pieces 
and they're going to be at fourteen hundred, and that's it, fourteen hundred bucks at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Final segment coming up. Welcome back. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. Thursday, you're almost there. You're almost to the end of the week. Once again, we have 25 liberties. Yeah, $20, $20 liberties at 14 You know, I ran them yesterday at 14 and a quarter. So gold's actually higher. Yeah, you, you've got my eyebrow but, but, up. But I got a better deal today. Oh, okay. And and so it was funny is, is my brother... You know, and I told you guys the conversation, right? Uh, we were going to sponsor the Wings for Warriors charity golf event. It got postponed. Uh, but when I was talking with him, he's like, hey, I want to, it's time. Dude, what do you want me to say? You're still an idiot, and you're my little brother, but uh, we need to buy some gold. And I told him, and I and I said, well, wait. Wait for me to call you, right? Tell me how much you want to spend, and when I've got the right deal, I'll give you a call, and today was the day. Today was the day uh, that I did it. Did, did that for him, uh, and hopefully uh, for those of you that are interested, a great buying opportunity. Uh, U.S. twenty dollar Liberty gold pieces. They're fourteen hundred dollars at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. We have. I will say this: we have in stock, actually here in stock, uh, dimes, quarters, half dollars. So all my junk silvers back in stock. Uh, U.S. Silver Eagle, and it's just people that have ordered in the last uh, couple of days. The Bullion Bank is closed for inventory purposes all next week, uh, so there will be just a week delay, which it really isn't that long. Uh, by the time you order, we get the check and all of that. Uh, you, it may be a few days later than normal, uh, but I just wanted to make you aware of that. Uh, quick look here at the markets. Uh, the Dow has just gone negative. Uh, both the, the Dow, the S&P, the NASDAQ are all lower. Uh, gold's up uh, $3, $1,268. is uh, up a, a couple of cents, up two cents. Uh, $17.65 is uh, an ounce of silver right now. So U.S. Silver Eagles, if you want rolls of Silver Eagles, they're at 430 uh, Rolls of dimes are at 75 Rolls of silver quarters. At 150 and rolls a half dollars, they're at a hundred and fifty-five dollars a roll. Again, at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I didn't get to today, and I wanted to get to it, but I didn't have a chance. Uh, maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow. You know, we heard the other day. It was our lead article two or three days ago at AllAmericanGold.com that the Federal Reserve now, certain members are saying, hey, it's okay if we overshoot the inflation target, right? It's okay if we devalue a little faster. That, that'll be a good thing. The Bank of England said the exact same thing yesterday. And now all of a sudden you're going, wait a minute. We're saying it. The Bank of England saying it. I'm sure the Eurozone and the Japanese will probably say it over the weekend, Right? So what are they really planning on doing? How bad is it going to get really? Because, you know, look at all the inflation everywhere. Then they say there is none. Just look at all these, look at all the tax increases from all over these states. You don't think there's inflation? Right? Where's the money going to come from? 
You know, you think about how much you got to pay for health care, how much you're paying in taxes, how much you're, you know, you only got an extra $5 in your Social Security check. <laughs> After the surcharge, it probably cost you money. Victor Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. Hope all of you enjoy the rest of your Thursday, and we'll talk again tomorrow.